Hello everyone and welcome to the 21st episode of the Flash Alert podcast brought to you by Legacies. Through this weekly series, we will be taking you through the legal updates and flash alerts that you may have missed during the week. There is a lot to unpack this week, so without further ado, let us get right to it. The Ministry of Home Affairs has asked the states and union territories to immediately withdraw the cases registered under repealed Section 66A of the Information Technology Act days after the Supreme Court expressed shock that it was being invoked even six years after the Apex Court struck it down. In an office memorandum, the Department for Promotion of Industry and Internal Trade clarified that public procurement norms to give preference to local suppliers are applicable to public-private partnership projects as well. The Food Safety and Standards Authority of India has floated a consultation paper proposing to bring in conditional licensing framework for manufacturers due to lax compliance requirement. As for paragraph 25.3 of the Drug Prices Control Order 2013, Every retailer, dealer, hospital and institution shall display price list and supplementary price list as furnished by the manufacturer on a conspicuous part of the business premises in a manner so as to easily be accessible to any person wishing to consult the same. The Civil Aviation Ministry has released the updated Drone Rules 2021 for public consultation. The Drone Rules 2021 will replace the UAS Rules of 2021, which was released on 12th March earlier. The last date for receipt of public comments is 5th August 2021. The government has said that it has released rupees 75,000 crore to the states and union territories to compensate them for the shortfall in GST revenue. The GST Council in its meeting on May 28th had decided that the central government would borrow Rs 1.59 lakh crore and release it to the states and union territories with the legislature on a back-to-back basis to meet the resource gap due to the short release of compensation on account of inadequate amount in the compensation fund. Around 1.09 crore MSME borrowers have been provided with guarantee support amounting to Rs 1.65 lakh crore as of July 2nd this year under the Emergency Credit Line Guarantee Scheme. The scheme is part of the Atmanirbhar Bharat Abhiyan package announced by the government to mitigate the distress caused by the lockdown due to COVID-19 by providing credit to different sectors, especially MSMEs. The Ministry of Finance has issued an order to implement the revised Dearness Allowance and Dearness Relief Benefit for the central government employees and pensioners respectively from 1st July 2021 onwards. Industry experts have anticipated that the amendments proposed to the Consumer Protection E-Commerce Rules 2020 by the Department of Consumer Affairs last month to protect consumer interest and encourage free market competition will disrupt MSME sellers retailing goods on e-commerce marketplaces. Let us now move on to our next segment to look into some taxation updates. To expedite the release of COVID-19 vaccines imported into the country, the Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs, also known as CBIC, has put in place a COVID response plan at all major airports with dedicated teams to fast-track vaccines evacuation at each cargo terminal. The import and export of COVID-19 vaccines through courier services has also been permitted without any value limit through amendments to the Courier Imports and Exports Electronic Declaration and Processing Regulations that prescribed limits on the value of goods that can be brought in through Courier.
The Maharashtra Authority of Advanced Ruling has ruled that the input tax credit is not allowable on food and beverages consumed in industrial canteens. The Central Board of Indirect Tax and Customs has notified that IGST, CES, Custom Leviable on Goods Exported for Repairs Abroad, and Cut, Polished, Precious and Semi-Precious Stones Exported for Treatment Abroad are leviable to integrated tax and CES is leviable under the said Customs Tariff Act, besides the customs duty as specified in the first schedule, calculated on the value, and the exemption under the said serial numbers is only from the amount of the tax, cess and duty over and above the amount so calculated. A special goods and service tax council meeting is likely to be held in the later part of August after the monsoon session of parliament concludes on 13th of the month to discuss revenue shortfall compensation mechanism for states beyond June 2022 when the five-year assured period comes to an end. The Income Tax Appellate Tribunal Bangalore Bench has held that no TDS is deductible on amounts paid to non-resident manufacturers for resale or use of computer software. In view of difficulties reported by taxpayers in the filing of forms online, the CBDT has granted further relaxation in electronic filing of the forms 15CA and 15CB. Taxpayers can now submit their forms in manual formats to the authorized dealers till 15th of August 2021. Karnataka's Authority for Advanced Ruling has held that the difference between purchase power and selling price of second-hand jewellery will be the value for leaving of goods and services tax. The Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs has in a circular interpreted that a relief granted by the Supreme Court in April by way of extra time for various proceedings under law in view of the pandemic was limited only to the and that it does not prevent officials from carrying out their quasi-judicial work. With that, we shall now move on to our next segment to take a closer look at some of the updates related to the banking sector. Financial inclusion with safeguards will be the priority of the Reserve Bank of India with the focus shifting to consumer protection and awareness from basic services so that the people can make the best use of funds and not fall into a debt trap, according to the RBI Governor Shakti Kanta Das. At a time when the Reserve Bank of India is frowning on private virtual currencies, the proposal of cryptocurrency bank Kasha to launch banking operations in India for customers of virtual currencies like Bitcoin from August through the Credit Cooperative Society route has raised eyebrows in financial circles. The bank has ambitious plans to extend loans to buy cryptocurrencies and open savings account for customers. The government is also planning to bring in a law to regulate cryptocurrencies. The Reserve Bank of India has launched its quarterly industrial outlook survey to assess the performance of the manufacturing sector. The central bank also announced the launch of the next round of quarterly services and infrastructure for the current quarter. The 95th round of IOS of the Indian manufacturing sector will assess business sentiment for the current quarter and expectations for the ensuing quarter based on qualitative responses on a set of indicators pertaining to demand conditions, financial conditions, employment conditions and price situation. 
card issuance by banks and credit card issuers that have co-branded credit cards with vendors on the MasterCard platform or exclusive tie-ups with the payment network for their own credit card issuance will take a hit for the time being now that the Reserve Bank of India has barred MasterCard from onboarding new customers over non-compliance with local data storage regulations. Haircuts taken by banks on loans disbursed to companies under the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code proceedings have to be understood in the context of the stage at which these companies were admitted for insolvency, according to MS Sahu, the Chairman of Insolvency and Bankruptcy Board of India. Let us now move on to our next segment, looking at some of the updates related to the capital markets. SEBI has eased margin-related processes for those selling shares in the stock market. No more do stockbrokers need to collect upfront margin from sellers in the cash segment. They can now ask the depository player holding a client's DMAT account to block the shares intended to be sold and release them at the end of the day if the sales do not open. SEBI has moved the Supreme Court against the June 28th order of Securities Appellate Tribunal which stayed its decision to bar Franklin Templeton Asset Management India from launching new debt schemes for two years and had asked the fund house to refund a little over Rs 512 crore. SEBI has proposed introducing swing pricing mechanism for open-ended mutual fund debt schemes as part of the efforts to ensure fairness in treatment of investors, especially during times of market dislocation. The regulated partial swing during normal times and a mandatory full swing during times of market dislocation. SEBI has extended the timeline for debenture trustees to comply with certain regulatory requirements amid the COVID-19 pandemic. They were required to make disclosure by July 15, 2021, but now the timeline has been extended till July 31, 2021 for certain submissions until October 31, 2021 for other disclosures. SEBI has also come out with a framework for segregation and monitoring of collateral at client level. The regulator said that the move is aimed at strengthening the mechanism of protection of client collateral from misuse and default of brokers. This now brings us to our next segment wherein we will be looking at some significant judgments passed by the Supreme Court and other courts in India. The Supreme Court has held that SEBI has the power to intervene in cases of violations and incorrect decisions taken by the trustees to wind up schemes, as well as to prevent any intermediary from behaving in a manner that may be detrimental to the investors. The Delhi High Court has directed the Insurance Regulatory and Development Authority of India to issue reminder to all general and standalone health insurers with regard to an advisory issued by it to offer add-on cover for home care or domiciliary COVID-19 treatment to the existing policy holders. A National Green Tribunal bench has asked the Greater Calcutta Gas Supply Corporation to file affidavits detailing the district-wise action plan for laying gas pipes to bring compressed natural gas to Kolkata. Stating that there appeared to be serious lapses on part of the Haryana government in performing constitutional obligations of providing clean environment, the National Green Tribunal has observed that the failure of the administration and neglect of responsibility is enough for destruction. 
The National Green Tribunal has also directed Punjab and Rajasthan to file quarterly compliance reports to the Secretary of the Union Ministry of Jal Shakti about the remedial action being taken to curb the inflow of industrial waste and sewage water into Satluj and Bias rivers and Rajasthan feeder canal affecting the health of water consumers. This brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you all for listening in with us. If you liked today's episode, please do subscribe and tune in every Friday for more such updates. Please do also feel free to write in to us with your comments or suggestions for today's episode to the email ID risha.s at legacies.in that is r-i-s-h-a dot s at the rate legacies.in